So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing episode 10 of season four, Life After Lockup. On this episode, Lindsay tells Deontay there is something between her and Blaine. Chaz messages Branwyn as she's hanging out with her ex, Yola. Brittany and Ray decide not to get a prenup. Kevin finds out about Kayla messaging Tiffany. Taylor and Chance get an ultrasound. Sean and Sarah go over their finances. And Puppy and Amber reconnect over Puppy's miscarriage. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are you doing? I am doing okay. I may have a cold, so I apologize for my sneezing in advance. Well, the sneezing that I'm, one of the two of us is going to have to try to get off of the <laughs> Try to edit out. We will do our best. Yes, we'll, do, we'll try what we can. Yeah, while I'm talking. Uh, okay, so let's just go ahead and get started. Uh, let's talk about Brittany and Ray. So Ray is gaming when Brittany turns on the lights and Ray tells her, turn it off. Brittany asks if it was just one of those nights and Ray immediately confesses there were strippers, but they weren't there for him. Brittany then has a barrage of questions like, how far away were there? Uh, were they? How much money did he spend? If Were there any baby wipes involved? When Ray asks about strippers at Brittany's bachelorette, she very much glazes over the actual truth. Brittany expresses concern about him meeting with her parents at the rehearsal dinner before she just hurries off to see a lawyer for a consultation on a prenup. Shane, the lawyer, gives her the lowdown of prenup laws in Texas. When Brittany asks about the restitution, the lawyer assures her that it is his debt to pay and it doesn't pass on to anyone else, including future children. Shane then asks about possible hidden assets, and Brittany wonders if Ray has some kind of hidden drug money somewhere. Back at the house, Brittany tells Ray she went to go see the attorney, which got Ray's full attention. Brittany says that everything is separate and putting it in writing is more like just insurance. Ray feels reassured, but also thinks that Brittany will try to hide things in the prenup. Ray also tells her that he has not a penny to his name after she asks if he has any hidden assets. After seeing the lawyer, Brittany doesn't feel like they need a prenup because he wants to put everything in her name anyway, so they can't go after his stuff if he defaults on his restitution. She got the information she needed and admits she doesn't need a prenup now. All right, so I don't know. Who do you think would benefit or not benefit from a prenup at this point? Because they both seem to... Nobody. And that was that's kind of the thing is the the it, the crazy thing about the prenups to me is that they um, always, always, always like focus on stuff that you don't need a prenup to protect. Um, yeah. At least in most states, in most states in the Ecuador. I'm not sure if it works different in community property states, you know, like in California and stuff. But at least in most states, it's like, no, his debt was his debt before you got married. It stays his debt. Right. If you get divorced, you don't have to have a prenup to write that up. Right. Anything you have going into a marriage, you keep coming out of the marriage. And so like they're always like, well, I got to protect what I have. Or he's going to take me for half is that he doesn't get you can't marry somebody for two months and then say, well, I get half of what you have. Like that doesn't work like that. Right. But I think maybe the question is like, what if Ray were to die? 
right? So who's left paying the rest of the restitution? So I think that is maybe where the misunderstanding and misconception comes from is like, well, is that debt just forgiven because that person like literally cannot pay it anymore? Or who's responsible for that, you know? Yeah. And, and, and but I mean, that, I don't know. I would assume that it was. That's the way like almost all debt works in the United States. Like mm-hmm. there's not debt. Uh, there, there's obviously if there's still outstanding debt, they can make a claim on the estate. But if you're, you know, Ray, you're not getting very far making a claim on that estate. Right. Right. Because, I mean, in something like that, you know, like with, let's say, real estate, you know, at least the they can take back the actual property. But for restitution, that's just like debt. Or it's like student debt. Like if somebody dies with student debt, it's not like, well, your sure. your children must pay your student debt. And it's like, no, but that doesn't work. <laughs> like that doesn't make it. It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and yeah. so it goes. Now, now, I will say the thing that I think that the prenups do do, or this is, I was just thinking about it when when Windows scale came up, is it, it's not really the idea of hidden money, right? It's mm-hmm. the idea of proving when you had these said assets, right? right. And, you know, yeah. I feel like you have some closer experience with this now where they're like, no, you got that money while we were married. You're lying about yeah. getting it later, right? That was totally right. it. So I, I'm entitled to that money because you got it while we were married. Whereas if you have a prenup, you're laying out, nope, this is exactly X, Y, Z, here's the list of everything I had before we got married, right? And yeah. so- and so then you can't come by and be like, well, no, you, that was that was an account you opened after we got married. You put money into it. That wasn't something from before the marriage. And that's that, that's where it gets tricky is arguing about that because the money is all kind of fungible once you're married. Like our money, your money, my money gets tricky. Yeah. Yeah. What I think is interesting that this is something that I more recently learned um, is about behavioral clauses. So I'm sure we'll be talking about it on our other podcast with Bilal and Shida. But I, Brittany even said something about having a cheating clause like in their prenup. And uh, so that's considered a behavioral clause. And what I've learned about that recently is that those are not enforceable. <laughs> And right. so you might as well not even really have that in there at all. So we'll talk about this on the 90 Day Fiance uh, podcast. But Bilal and Shida, it's like poor Shida. Like she put that in there and Bilal's probably like, yeah, sure. Why not throw that in there if that makes you happy? Because that's not enforceable. So good luck with that. Right. Especially that one. The, the cheating one, because all you have to do is say, no, I didn't. It wasn't me. I didn't do that. <laughs> right. And we're going to have a criminal trial at the family law thing to figure it out. No, they're just going to be like, I didn't do that. I don't know what she's talking about. Like, right. I'm not going to admit to that. And then all of a sudden that behavioral thing or then you go, well, you did it first. And then I get the whole thing and then you have to prove it. And it's a crazy amount of thing. But yes. It, well, I, th- I think in California specifically, because I looked it up, it's like that's not even a thing. They say it's like unenforceable. And they're and they're talking about other things, too, not just cheating. They're saying like anything, even like the Bilal and Shida, like we will try for a child. You don't you don't get the right because you married someone to legally enforce their behavior for things that are still legal, <laughs> like, like right, to make sure. things illegal for them. That's like true. Birth control. Yes. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, so it seems like, you know, finally, we can finally get past this prenup thing that's been kind of simmering as a non-issue for a long time, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of sweet that, you know, Brittany's like, you're right, we don't need one. I mean, they're not that 
interesting of uh, like in terms of drama, which I think is fine. Um, I guess it's cute enough to see them getting ready for like a actual somewhat classy wedding comparatively, I want to say. For this show, yes, absolutely. It's probably yeah, going to be like top John notch. and Christiana yep. in the back of a truck, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or um, you know, even let's even we'll, we'll go to another one that had a uh kind of, not a shotgun wedding, but a makeshift wedding after after a thing. And that's Bramwin and Chaz. Yeah. Right? They had a, like bridge wedding. Matching sweatsuits, I think. Oh, they did have sweatsuits, right? Because she was yeah. just, it was oh. so anyway. Chaz starts off by falling, failing to open a hotel beer without spilling it everywhere. So that's right where he's at. So the day after, this is the day after the meet, his meeting with Bramwin from last episode. And with time to reflect, he realizes that actually he didn't do anything wrong. And Bramwin was clearly just trying to turn the tables on him to cover up whatever it is she's hiding. He wants to know what it is. So he dives deeper into her escort page. So then we switch over to Bramwin and her friends that... I don't know. They're doing something in a kitchen. Seems like they were like changing the handles of the drawers or something. I don't know. They were they were just in a kitchen talking and talking. I think about she's chess. refinishing their cabinets because remember her whole thing when she was in prison. She got like uh, schooling on how to do cabinetry or something. Oh, okay. As a marketable skill. Yeah. So anyway, Bramwin knows that Tawny has been snitching to Chaz about all of her business, and she's annoyed that she's been he has been just sneaking around behind her back. So she's offended by two things. One, that she thinks she thinks she's a prostitute. And two, that even if she was, who cares if she's a sex worker? Is that something you should deny someone love for? Blah, 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 blah. So anyway, Chazzo is still trying to figure stuff out in the background. And he's going to do this by messaging her online account from a fake account that he used to use to stalk her. But anyway, Bramwin's friend thinks that she's probably – he's probably talking to lots of other girls – and he's just being too secretive and he's a snake. And he also notices that there's a new review on her ad now talking about how this client, let's say, had a nice time with her and Tara, who is the friend that literally just called Chaz a snake in the other scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, and right. Also was giving um, Branwen a tour of Viola's blacklight art. God. Yeah. So Tara thinks that Branwen should get a man that has real hobbies like making stoner art instead of Chaz, who <laughs> apparently his hobby is preying on vulnerable females, even though we know he's in a band, like he has a real yeah. hobby. Anyway, right. So back to Chaz and he's reading this review, which is clearly from a client that got double teamed by Bramwin and Tara. So, oh yes. Also, Bramwin's ex, um, Yola, who was d- made all the blacklight art is getting out of prison and staying at Tara's and he's on his way over. And it's heavily implied that they're going to hook up when he comes in. So we Yola does finally come does come in and he literally could not look any different than Chaz. He's younger, skinnier, <laughs> taller, blonder, has way more tattoos on his face. Oh gosh. On his face specifically. On his face specifically. His right. face is basically covered with tattoos. So Tara seems very invested that Branwin rekindle things with him. So her and Jessica leave so that they can catch up. So Yola is is glad that Bramwin is staying with her mom and isn't really feeling – he said, I'm not feeling you getting married and moving and all that. But she's realizing that, you know, you can – this. sometimes you go through the same shit with different people. So in the past, Yola has ghosted her multiple times and even caused an incident that got her sent back to jail for two years. So 
He sounds very apologetic now and wants to convince her that he can be a stable person in her life. He described Bramlin as a girl he always thought was the hottest. So that's all. That was it. Just the hottest. So I kept chasing after her because she was the hottest. Um, But then once he got her, treated her like crap. So he thinks that was bad, but still wants to pursue her. So he tells her that uh, he wants to spend time with her, you know, but he also wants her to do what she wants to do. And as they're talking, Chad starts blowing up her phone. So we switch over to him who... You know, he misses the time when she was in prison and still into him. And we see the text that he sends to her, mostly about he's disappointed, how she was not honest to him about everything, and how he considers her prostitution to be cheating. Not because it's prostitution, but because it's sleeping with another person without telling me. And how she's been lying to him this whole time. So she's responding, I don't know, and and my super pausing abilities got me that something about like he said, well, at least I wasn't fucking other people. And she says, well... I wasn't before, but I'm going to now. Okay. So apparently, apparently she's just still playing dumb about everything. So Chaz's goal still is to get her to talk to him, but I don't know how that's going to get help anything. So let me ask you then: Do you think that actually, if he could get her to talk to him, that that's going to help or change anything about the situation? Nah, she made up her mind probably the wedding night. You know, it's a bummer that she didn't make up her mind maybe a couple hours before the wedding mm-hmm. night. But that's when she made up her mind, you know, that she was just not into him. And I have a feeling it has something to do with the fact that he comes at her tongue first. (laughs) I mean, we keep forgetting that, you know, until we actually see it happening. But he comes at her tongue first and it's like it is not attractive. But then we forget about it because we feel sorry for Chaz because we're just like, oh, it really sucks that she's playing him like this. But then you got to remember the tongue thing again. And you're like, oh, yeah, I would also avoid all physical contact with this dude. Okay. I agree that the the tongue first is a bad look, but, you know, all things considered. But I'm saying even the best- It does not justify her mistreating No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying, but I'm saying the best coming in for a kiss, if you're not into it, is gross. Right. Right. It, 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 yes, coming out with your tongue sticking out first is sure. the worst way to come in for coming for a kiss. But like, if you're not into making out with that person, any move like that is right. like, ah, yeah, get this away from me. Ugh. Right. I can just tell by observing them. I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't want to be her. You know, it's just like, oh. Well, and it's the thing too is like, especially now that we see Yola around, we get to see what she looks and acts and carries herself when she's really, really into somebody. Yeah, I do not get that at all. Like, even Yola gets it. He's like, she is out of my league. She is the most beautiful person I've ever met. I don't get why she's into me. I don't know. Maybe I should have held (laughs) on to that. It's like, you get it. Yeah. And and just, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's just, but she's clearly and honestly really, really into it. And she I, has very bizarre taste in men. Like, I do not get it. I took a screenshot of it and was like, this is the guy? Like, this is the guy. I said it, right. it to other people and was like, this is the one. This is the one she's leaving the stable marriage for that she can't get enough of. This guy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, this is the third partner we've seen of hers. Remember, we first saw Aaron, who, by the way, also felt guilty because for some reason, something he did got her sent to prison, too. It's like, 
you gotta hang out with other guys. Come on, like. Well, I mean, you know what it was. I mean, the way they described the scene. Oh, oh, my PO came and he just started running. Yeah, he ran because he was high as shit and he probably had drugs with him, so he ran. Right. Like. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's Aaron. You got Yola. You got Chaz. It's like they are all very different looking people. Sure. I could kind of see after seeing Yola and remembering her other ex, Aaron. They were a little way more similar than, than Chaz, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But I could kind of see how she's just like, okay, well, this kind of guy always lands me in prison. I can see her kind of going to the other extreme, but it's like, but you know, there's other options other than Chaz. There's a ton <sighs> of people that are closer to Chaz than they are to Yola and Aaron. Yeah, they are. But like, I I mean, I'm, I'm closer to Chaz than I am to Yola and Aaron, but yes. I wouldn't, I, I, I would talk to her for like, 10 minutes and be like, nope, not going to do this. I mean, there's a lot of things. I think that sober Branwyn, you know, the Branwyn we could kind of think of who isn't slurring and she can actually keep her eyes open and she seems mostly coherent. Like, she seems like she's sweet. She has the ability to be sweet. She's been sweet to Chaz. I think where it has gone wrong is she is just not attracted to this dude and she just can't force it. She can't even pretend. And, and, and I just I, I also don't I mean, I guess I kind of get it. It's that it's very much that, you know, if you're into something, if you're into somebody, then it's sweet. If you're not into somebody, then it's creepy. Yeah. Like, and I feel like mm-hmm. the friends have a lot of that. Like, oh, he's always like calling you. What a snake. Like, what a creep. Yeah. Like, really? Like, it's, it's some of the stuff they, it, it, that they call him out for doing is like, that's just like normal relationship stuff right right i I mean honestly tara needs to go away yeah tara's awful yeah it's like she is constantly undermining their relationship it seems like she's getting branwin back into work that would require her to be sneaking around with her current relationship yeah she's the one pushing another guy onto her being like hey i even made it so yola's living with me so you know now we all can be like right. one big happy family right if you I mean if you look at it like since he's been getting out of prison chaz has been like wow we got to get you a new start we got to get you somewhere mm-hmm. else we got to get you away from the same patterns and tara has been like come to me i will meet with all your friends i will convince you into going back into prostitution with me yeah and I'll hook you back up with your friend that literally got your boyfriend that literally got you sent to jail and has ghosted you multiple times. Right. Like right. that's that's what she's offering. That's what she thinks is the best thing for her. Like that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Tara, yeah, it needs to exit the picture. Uh, speaking of exiting the picture, let's talk about Deontay and Lindsay. So we continue <sighs> where we left off with Lindsay storming off and calling Blaine to come pick her up. She then calls her mom to vent to her mom that she's just done with Deontay. Lindsay is pissed that Deontay caused a scene which could have attracted police attention, and she's got warrants, bruh. She then complains about their argument where Deontay was mad about her living with Blaine. Lindsay says she thought it was different, like their relationship, but it's clear that they're just not compatible. Deontay then walks back up to her and asks her if there was anything going on with Blaine. And now that they're not together, she might as well tell him the truth. She says yes and tells us that the only thing keeping her from Blaine was Deontay. Deontay thinks that Blaine was playing the long game and he was being shady. 
Blaine then comes by to pick her up and asks if they're done before going over to confront Deontay. Blaine has no idea that Lindsay told Deontay anything about them, so he asks Deontay what he did. Deontay wants no part of it as Lindsay runs over to try and pull Blaine away. The last thing she wanted is uh, unwanted attention again. Blaine continues to walk towards Deontay and they are talking over each other. Deontay says he's done with love and done looking like a fool as Blaine and Lindsay drive off. Okay, do you think Deontay is really done with love or how much are we going to bet on him being on the next love during lockup with inmate number four? Oh, no, he's definitely going to be back on the show. Like there's Mm. yes. Like, uh, yeah, I just he's so cringily awful. Like mm. and all this stuff like and that's just like, that's just this, and shameless that yeah that he'll he'll he's definitely not done with love whether the show is done with him or not maybe an open question but right. he'll be back at it soon like no yeah doubt. because even like if I think about you know like how many times did he say I'm done with Nicole and then two seconds later is giving her another chance even with Lindsay even knowing that Lindsay I mean she didn't give him the whole story. So, I mean, she could have definitely downplayed it. But I think Lindsay was saying that, yeah, uh, you know, something was going on with me and Blaine. I think she just said it more so to hurt him than to really oh, tell I, him the do. truth. I, I, I'm, oh, and I actually I very much think that she's totally going to hook up with Blaine now. Oh, she no, she definitely is. Yeah. But but wouldn't I don't think she she wouldn't have if 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 it would have went wrong with Deontay for something else. She wouldn't mm. have. It's specifically because of right. this is what was bothering him and this is what you were worried about. And she's like, well, then fine. That's what's going to happen. Right. And no, I, I I agree to some extent. I mean, she's expressed some interest. I mean, they did kiss. So maybe that, you know, technically, but she definitely made it seem like it was a lot more and that this was all shady going. And she did it just to just to hurt him. But if she turned around and was like, oh, no, it's really you, you know, Deontay would just like pick it off, like pick it up like nothing happened. He'd just be like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Like if she called if she called him tomorrow being like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry, baby. I I just got out of hand. I want you back. He would eat it up. Like I just said that a, a just sandwich. to lie to uh-huh. you. I knew it would yep. hurt your feelings. Yeah. Yep. He would be right back in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, just. Deontay. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not wrong. Like she's wrong in that she's carrying these warrants around and that just I couldn't live like that. I'd rather. Right. I'd rather just own up and be like, let's just get this over with. Let's, yeah. let's go. Let's do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Worrying that I'm going to get like, you know, pulled over for a taillight and then, oh, that's right. Today is the day I'm going to jail for two years. Like, God, I know. But yeah. But he, but in that, like, he was drawing attention to that and like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Blaine wasn't much better. Blaine, she was like, come on, no. let's go. And I don't understand. Well, I have to go talk to him. No, you don't. Why do you have to talk to him? Yeah. I think he just assumed that he must have hurt her. You know, because why is she like crying for him to come pick her up? Yeah. That must be bad. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It just, they'll be back. I feel like we're not done with them. (laughs) All right. Probably not. All right. So who else is back? And that's Amber and Puppy. So we start with Amber getting a call from Puppy to check in. So Amber is pretty pissed that Puppy flew off the handle at her party. And it seems like they haven't spoken since. So Puppy tells her that. You know, Amber, oh, you're not there for me, giving her the guilt trip. But of course, Amber says she is. And Puppy is distraught and wants to talk to Amber in person because she says something's wrong. 
So she has this whole conversation in front of TC on speakerphone, and he says, you should probably go talk to her, but please don't tell me about it later because I don't want any more of that Erica puppy drama. So he also suggests that at a certain point, Amber has to wash her hands of that drama too. So Amber's primary concern is that puppy is using again, so she goes over to let herself in and check on her. As she comes in, they show us, I don't know, they just show us a shot of some dirty shot glasses for some reason. Like, ooh, they try to scare us. So anyway, puppy is totally zonked out when she comes in, and Amber asks what's going on. So puppy takes a long time to say she's not doing good, and then tells us that means she's having a miscarriage. So Amber knows, does that thing that you're definitely not supposed to do, and asks if she's relieved. Uh, So, and she's sad. So puppy says that Eric knows... And But he took off and she just wanted somebody to be there with her. So they talk about the fight they had last episode and they actually do kind of hash things out pretty calmly. So Puppy confesses that, you know, she went to an abortion clinic and while she was there, she decided she didn't want to go through with it. But then later that day is when, you know, the problem started and and the miscarriage started. So she feels like she's being like punished for even thinking about it. So Amber tells us about her abortion and how she had no, she really has no regrets about it because this time, at at the time she was on drugs and it was no environment for a child and she definitely doesn't want puppy to feel guilty for what's going on now because it's something that's beyond her control. So she says she wants puppy to use this as a wake up call to do something to make her life better and to make herself happy. But eh, puppy is having a hard time seeing this as a blessing in disguise and describes feelings that sound very much like depression. Mm-hmm. So next we see Amber going back to TC and I guess he's at a job site and she's filling him in. So he doesn't really want to hear about it, but she's going to tell him anyway. <laughs> and the big takeaway here is that like he's super pro-life. And so he's just kind of disappointed and mad that pu- puppy even went to an abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. So TC knows about Amber's past and how, you know, and about how a lot of the stuff's going on is making her kind of relive and rethink the stuff from her past. So she tells him that she's relieved knowing that if she got pregnant at this point, she wouldn't have to be worried like puppy is, which just gets a really long, uncomfortable um, from TC who can't Mm -hmm. even look her in the eye. And then we go to an interview with him where he's basically like, "Uh, yeah, I really need to talk to this lady about getting on birth control because uh, (laughs) he's like, I'm going to stick to my beliefs. And if she gets pregnant, I guess we're having a baby. And we're in Georgia, so you may not even have a choice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It just – it's that whole conversation we keep having again about, like, birth control. It's like, why has TC not talked – if he's – especially if you're so pro-life right. and you're like, I could sure. never do that. I could never let my partner do that, which you're entitled to be. Like, but it seems to me then you wouldn't – wouldn't you be, like, extra cautious about birth control then? Right. You know, I've – actually pretty amazed by this. I mean, I get it because I have certainly been in situations like this, but it's so weird to me why human psychology doesn't allow us to be able to freely communicate things like birth control. Like, why is talking about birth control so embarrassing for us, right? That it's like you don't want to talk to your partner about it and ask them about, you know, like, have you been tested for STDs until you're like in a dire situation where it's like, (laughs) oh, now you know that we're in danger, like legit danger or something. Now we can have this conversation, but it's like, you know, if things are all good, like, you know, people like just 
just feel like they can't talk to their partners about these things. And it's just like, I, I'm so confused why. Like, I mean, I get it. I relate to it. And I'm not blaming anyone for being embarrassed. But it's like, I don't I don't understand why we as people do feel embarrassed about it. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's one of those things. It's kind of a once you're past a certain well, it's a point. Buzz it's kill. like well, that, well, yes. It, 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 depending on, yes, if you're doing it in the heat of the moment, then yes, you're really like, oh, now the mood is over here. Okay. But right. but like I think people kind of do um, have issues with the same way like if you f- forget somebody's name, but you see them uh-huh. every day for a month and you're like, I don't want to admit to them that I don't know their name. Right? Right. <laughs> like, how do I get – how do I delicately get, get around that? And I think it's that same kind of human psychology. Once you've mm-hmm. – like you don't want to kill the mood. You don't want to like stop things in their tracks as they're getting along. So you go ahead and you you do your thing, right? And then later on, you're like, well, that's really a conversation we should have had before. And now we do it right. all the time. So yeah. like it's kind of awkward to go backwards and now have this conversation. Yeah. It's – yeah. It – like I said, I'm not blaming anyone for it because I get what where those feelings are coming from but it's like but why do we feel that way because it's like so dangerous for us to put ourselves in positions where you have leave, left yourself unprotected whether that's like STDs or if it's like a unwanted pregnancy it's like you should be able to have those conversations without you know, fearing that this other person's going to run away or, you know, that it's like it means something like serious if you're having this conversation. Because I have a no. feeling that's where a lot of this stems from. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think I think this one specifically has to do with if he tells her he doesn't want to have kids right now. And he because he pretty much implied he didn't want to have kids at all. Yeah. Um, in, yeah. The, in the in the in the interview. Um and that's something that's like, well, then if I, if I do that, it's going to kind of mess up. You're going to just rock in the boat too much, right? We're going along fine. This throws another wave into it. But I don't know. I just feel like – I definitely feel like it's something that comes with age. Like I feel like as I'm yeah. older, like that conversation is just like – Oh, so, sure. Um, before we do this, like blah, 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 we just hash it out real quick. And then we're like, all right, let's because go. enough terrible things have happened to you in the course of your life if you haven't done it that you're just like, whatever, like it's not worth that again. Yes, it's very much like a whatever. It's like it, it's similar to like I, I can to like the old guys at the gym who are just like, oh, and that guy's towel is off. OK, like he doesn't care. I was like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't care anymore. Yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah. Um, well, I I would almost venture a guess to say that Amber isn't trying to get pregnant ever either. You know, I mean, she's she's not quite as old as TC, but she's old enough where I feel like, you know, she was really serious about having kids that, you know, she probably would at least express an interest in them. I think really her conversation was like, well, if there was an oopsie baby, we would just have it and things would be fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think Amber is open to the idea of kids, and it's just kind of like, well, the chips will fall where they may, whatever. Yes, it'll be fine. Yes, yes. Yeah. And but TC is not on. That's but that's not the page he's on. <laughs> right, but at the same time, if it didn't happen for them, I think they'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so speaking of pregnancies, let's talk about Sarah and Sean. So Sarah, Sean, and I should say Destiny, because Destiny is now taking a new course of action, as she claims, which is leaving Sean alone so she can just move on with her life. Oof, her so friends long are throwing too. her. What's that? 
It lasts so long. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> oh, wait, it does, and then it does, and then it does. So her friends are throwing her a surprise baby shower because even though she's been a mom before, I mean, five kids? I didn't even know she had that many. Her and Sean together, my gosh. She's never had a baby shower before. Destiny says that she's realizing that being alone is all right. She had a lot of things for the baby, but she says that her ex, Jace, is keeping it from her as a way to control her. It ends up that Destiny is a very high risk because all of her five babies were C-section babies, but she says you're not supposed to have more than three. Destiny says that her kids are still in her life and they all live with family. Destiny hasn't felt a need to use drugs since she's been out of prison and she just doesn't think that it's worth it because she wants to be able to still see her kids. She then calls Sean after her baby shower to tell him that she's pregnant. Sean seems shocked and immediately asks if it's his and asks her then to leave him alone. Destiny demands money, but after Sean hangs up on her, she tells us she has to move on. Later, Sean video messages Kelly to vent to her about Destiny calling him. He feels like he can't tell Sarah, so that's why he's calling Kelly. He asks about her his daughter Gracie and Kelly says that she's starting to accept everything which means the fact that Sean is having a daughter. Sean invites Gracie to come out and visit because he feels like he wants to make it up to her. Kelly suggests that he come out to Vegas instead so he can re reconnect with all of his kids. Sean admits that he hasn't given his kids the love they needed and he wants to do better with this baby that's on its way and doesn't think of it as a do-over. He's hoping that now that Kelly has met Sarah, that this will help with their relationship. Back at home, Sarah is working on the budget. It ends up that Sarah is the one running the finances. Sean says she's smart with money. She tells him that he can't blow money on buying lunch for everyone at work tomorrow like he had planned. Sarah thinks that if it were up to Sean, they would probably be homeless. Sarah isn't giving money to Sean because she's trying to save. Sean doesn't want to upset her and ask for money to travel and see his kids. All right, so do you think Sean has any kind of control of his, over his money? Or is it now that, you know, because I don't know if Sarah's going to say yes to him being able to travel and see his kids, especially when she's pregnant. They're trying to save for the baby. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a little tricky. I don't think he has any say, like at all. Mm -hmm. Like for what I got, he literally was like, can I take the guys out for lunch? He was like, no. You can't pay for other people's lunches. We're poor. <laughs> Stop that. Yeah. Like, and like, so I, but I do think she'd have reservations about the travel to see his kids, but sure. it's travel to see your kids, right? She does understand that he needs to have a relationship with his kids. I just think yeah. she'd be like, like, he would just be dumb about it. Like, oh, you're going to fly out there. Great. Who are you going to stay with? Probably with Kelly. I'm like, no, you cannot stay with your ex while you're <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> Honestly, he is so lucky to have Sarah from everything we've seen of Sarah. I mean, yeah. manning the finances, like dealing with his dumb ass, like actually being pretty reasonable with his relationships with, you know, his ex and, you know, his kids. Like she's I, I don't I don't understand why in the world she is with this guy. Because he seems such like a knucklehead. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't I, I, I that's the biggest mystery to me is like she yeah. um, seems to be out of his league in terms yes, of in every possible way. 
<laughs> like everything. And so, yes, she's smart with money. I'm sure she's fine with money. I'm sure she's, you know, average with money. Or like, and well, and well the Everyone's thing is, people a say genius sp- compared to Sean. Sean's the one who's been taking money out of his 401k at the age of 45. It's like, are you an idiot? Well, people who are bad with money, and that's why I don't like saying smart with money. It's like they're smart with money. Is you mean? It just tends to mean like you mean as they don't spend it all as soon as they get it. That, that that's right. not like like don't spend as much. Wow, what a genius! Is like yeah, like that's it's not smart as much as it's like disciplined and undisciplined. As I with the way yeah, I feel. Okay, yes, yeah, but Sean is like straight up an idiot. Like some of the stuff he's done with his money, like how many? I would say hundreds of thousands. If he just he's sends it to people in prison, <laughs> right? If he's truthful about everything that he's done with his money, like he has spent hundreds of thousands wasting it on things he doesn't need to waste his money on. Yes, and I'm sure he doesn't make. That much money. That I he mean, can, he was he a afford. car mechanic when Which, we first they saw can him. Make good money, and he's, oh, he absolutely. says he's managing now. It's just, I just, I, it, I find it incredibly difficult to believe that someone that's as stupid as we've seen him be on the show can yeah. manage a business like that. No, how, how could he possibly do that? That's true. Yeah, he just seems like such duh. Yeah, yeah, just like. Like he said at one point, he was like, I don't, uh, just because she's smart with money, I don't see why I don't get to spend any of it. And I was like, that's why, because what you want to do is spend it. That's it. Oh my gosh. I know you have a baby on the way. Come on. Yeah. And, 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 and I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't buy him. I just buy this whole thing. I'm going to be better to my kids just being such a short lived thing. Like, yeah. I think the new baby's going to come around and he's going to be like, well, geez, I don't even know. I was really busy with the payment. Yeah, I, I was going to say best of intentions, but, you know, it, it's, it's about follow through at the end of the day, especially with yeah. kids. Right. And there's nothing worse than making promises. Well, I said that being completely gone is probably right. worse than making promises and not following through. But yeah, you know, it's not it's not good to be making promises and, f- and not following through on them. Okay, so do you think that Destiny actually is going to leave Sean alone now? No, no, <laughs> no, because she's gonna at some point she's gonna be desperate because I don't think like she's like I just need to do my own thing. Well, I don't know that that own thing involves working. Right, it never has for her. Like the idea that she would have to get a job was just like what? Oh no, Ugh, no. I'm not going to get a job. I should just, I just deserve money. So I should have it. That's why she's been in prison. If you remember, she's definitely, right. remember she all in the past, she's been a person who was like, I wanted that thing. So I took it like, yeah, isn't that what anybody would do? Like, I think I thought I deserved it. And she never has any reason she deserves anything, but she always thinks she deserves a lot. Um, and that's all we've heard her say is like scamming people and, and, and robbing things. And it's like, I don't know the, 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 this is her sixth kid is kind of, that's kind of insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing that got me is if it, obviously she doesn't have custody of any of them. And she right. shouldn't, right? Based on what she she was in prison. She's been on drugs. She was on drugs. Like it doesn't make any sense that she would. But she went through who they're with, and mm. none of them are with their fathers either. Yeah. And That's so not a it's good like sign. It's not a good sign. No. Nah. Um, yeah. And I just I, I I just the whole I just felt. I just felt bad for those kids, man. Ugh. Yeah. So it's. So I mean, tough. she also didn't say how many fathers there were in the mix. No, but she was like, she said two of them were with their in-laws. Yeah. Like their dad's sisters, and one, two of them are with like somebody. But she said those other things. They're all with like relations, either her grandparents and stuff, right? Or yeah. Um, 
or the, the 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 baby daddy's mom or the baby daddy's sister or something like that. It was all just like they were all over the place, and it's just ugh. yeah. And I appreciate that Amber talked about why she wasn't in a place to have kids um, Mm -hmm. because Amber and I know we're talking about destiny right now. But one of the things she said about her abortion was, you know, like right now, like I would have put like that. Yes, it would have been my decision to have the kid or not. But I would have put my decision on someone else because a family member would be raising that kid right now. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. All right. So uh, now I have the last one I have left is the one with the big uh, twist at the end. Taylor and Chance. So <laughs> yeah. we start with Taylor. And it's like the commercial segment. It was weird. We had the commercial segment before we saw them at all. Taylor, right. Chance and the daughters are shopping for baby stuff, which seems like the girls might be confused about because Chance, when I say Chance tells them that Taylor is pregnant while they're there. So it seems like everyone is pulling for a boy, even if the girls don't want to change diapers. Of course, Chance's opinion on changing diapers uh, is determined irrelevant. So we see them again on their way to an ultrasound appointment where Chance seems very salty that he has no option. I have no option to accept that you just want to push the wedding back. I guess that's what I have to do. That's just my that's my burden. So he just has this is just her requirement. He just has to go along. He's very, very. Like I said, salty is the best word I can come up with it for it the whole time. So Sarah tells us that he's putting the pressure on doing the wedding now before the baby. And back in the truck, uh, he seems to think that there's things that she knows and isn't telling him. But she's mostly stressed out because she's lost a baby before. And this is going to be another high-risk pregnancy. And so she's very stressed. But even so, he's mad that Taylor didn't even think enough about his feelings before deciding to push back the wedding. So he has a long to-do list and, you know, of life and the wedding was on there. Now everything else has to get pushed back. It's like, you know, she's pregnant, right? We got that part that something new came up before. (laughs) Anyway, so she gets to the ultrasound appointment and has to go through with the tech. Like poor Taylor has to tell the tech about how she lost her, lost the first baby. Um, Which was due to a blood clotting disorder that she um, wasn't aware of at the time. So she's scared that it's going to happen again. So things seem to be going okay in the ultrasound and they get to the gender part and they're going to do the gender reveal thing. So she doesn't tell them what that is. And then Taylor is of two minds about this because she wants there to be a boy because it's, you know, three girls so far. and She wants the variety, but the child that she lost was a boy. So she kind of has a little bit of a superstition and the anxiety about like, well, I delivered all my girls to term. And she knows that she even admits that it, it, doesn't make scientific sense. It's more of a, it's more of just the way it, make, way it makes her feel. So the ultrasound does go really well and there's nothing to be concerned about. So afterward, when Taylor goes to leave to go to the bathroom, Chance gets an opportunity to talk to the tech and he doesn't want to sound like a jackass or anything, but asks if he could get a paternity test, which is yeah. the biggest jackass thing he could ask. Right. All right. So what what is Chance's reasoning here? Why he would need a paternity test? I don't know. Um... My first instinct would be that he has done shady stuff, and so he just assumes everybody else does shady stuff. Because I feel like that's usually at the core of a lot of, like, out-of-left-field cheating accusations. Um, It's usually because they're projecting. Um, So that would be my first instinct. But, I mean, it's it's tough because it just seems like they're always together. 
So it doesn't right. really even yes. seem like either one of them have opportunities to have other kinds of relationships. Right. And if she's not with him, she's with her three daughters yeah. like, right. in a house together. Like, I don't, I, that was my first thing is when does she have when does she have time to do this cheating, this this affair right. that you're accusing her of? <laughs> yeah, um, I could also see just he's one of those weirdos who would be like, well, I just want 100 percent certainty that this is mine. I don't know. Does he believe in immaculate conception? I have no idea, but it's like he just seems like the person who just wants it in writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, my theory is more she's clearly acting withdrawn, right? Yes. And I kind of believe her that it's not because she's, she's doing shady shit, but she's yeah. super stressed about this pregnancy and the future and how they're going to take care of his baby and whether yeah. she's even going to be able to have this baby, which is right. it. Uh, enormously stressful unimaginably yeah. stressful and he's right? not helping the situation by adding all this random financial burden to them and he wants to yeah and he's at the time is going on he's like well this is the best time to buy a house we need to have a wedding we need to spend all this money we need to do that and, and, and he's not helping it and yeah. he just wants proof and he's looking for proof that this isn't my fault right right yeah. I, the, the, oh man it's not it's not my fault it couldn't be me and this situation that's making her stressed out she must be hiding something and that must be what the bottom of it is it couldn't possibly be something i was doing so it's yeah. got to be something else and he's just racking his brain for what else could it be what could she be hiding from him and you know that's the thing that she could be hiding from him all right all right yeah he's <sighs> Jackass, as you said. It, but he's a jackass. But it reminds me of the same jackasses who are on, you know, when Maury Povich does the paternity right. test, right? I just never get over ever in my life the guys who are like, nope, definitely not. Could not possibly be me. No way. Nuh-uh. Can't be. And then they're like, you're the father. And they're like, what? And it's like, you know yeah. how babies are made, right? Like, you know, right. there had to be at least be a chance. Yeah. Right. Like, a chance. <laughs> sure. And then, Yeah. It's it's funny to me, too, when the women say, oh, no, there's no way it could be anybody else. And then it's not. It's just like, well, oh, come on. <laughs> right. Like you had to have an inkling. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. All right. So uh, speaking of cheating, let's talk about Tiffany and Kevin. So Kevin shows up at Tiffany's work and her coworkers are covering for her, claiming that she hasn't been coming in because she's been letting them uh, have their shifts. Kevin tries calling Tiffany, but it goes straight to a voicemail that hasn't been set up. Kevin's confused because he can't seem to get a hold of Tiffany and he thought things were cool. And she just ghosted him and he knows something is up, but wonders why she hasn't talked to him about it. Kevin shows up at his friend's house and Kevin tells Brady, his friend, that his wacky ass women are being crazy. His friend suggests that maybe Tiffany's in jail. So Kevin calls the Arlington jail to see if Tiffany is there and it ends up that she hasn't been in jail. Brady thinks that Tiffany is shady and Kevin should go for the girl who's into him. Basically, that means Kayla. Kevin then tries to group chat with Tiffany and Tiffany's friend, who also happens to be a Kayla, so I will call her Other Kayla, and Other Kayla texts back immediately trying to arrange a meetup. Kevin claims to us he's innocent as he meets up with the Other Kayla. The Other Kayla interrogates him about what he did after he dropped off Tiffany from work. Kevin has a little smile that seems to give away that crazy Kayla, his ex, was over. Other Kayla tells him not to act dumb. 
Kevin then shows us his text messages, which he feels is undeniable proof that there was no video sent from Crazy Kayla. (laughs) The producer then asks if it's possible that Kayla sent the video from his phone and then deleted it. And Kevin seems dumbfounded at the idea. Other Kayla says that Tiffany has moved on, but also notes it's not with Weenie Curtis. Kevin continues uh, to deny sending a video. Other Kayla doesn't like Kevin and thinks that there's just too much drama with crazy Kayla. But Kevin isn't done, and he's convinced that he can he can talk his way out of this and make things right with Tiffany. All right, do you think that Kevin's right? Do you think he still has a shot with Tiffany? I think as long as he has a bed, he has a shot with Tiffany. Because right. I'm, still, I'm still convinced a place to stay is the most biggest reason she's... <laughs> She was with him in the first place. Right, right. Because it's just like, well, you seem to get over the panty thing pretty quickly, considering she was just like, when you're ready to tell me the truth, I'll be back. But then it's like two days later, she's back anyway. She's back. She stayed over. No yeah. truth to be seen. Left, right. Nothing at all. Like No kind of explanation. Yeah, so it's just like, so, so that's what I don't quite get about this. Um, I don't think I quite get this about this whole text message thing is like, you're in your brain you already thought he was cheating on you, right? That was already established. This doesn't change that. Now you just have more evidence of the thing you already assumed was happening. Right. Right? And I guess it could have been at a time when you – I guess – well, I'll I'll back up because this might have been, you know, you're not conceivably on a break this time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And last time you could have been like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally so messed up. Like he picked her up in the parking lot after he dropped you off at work. Right. But I think the difference between now versus before, right, is she sees how crazy this uh, Kayla girl is. Right. And she's like, I want no part of this drama, you know, because before it's one thing if she's like, oh, he's cheating on me. There's another girl in the picture. Right. And it's one another thing when you're, you know, kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, he's just playing everyone. Right. But when Mm -hmm. you know that the person, the other person involved fully knows about you where they're texting you and they're actively trying to get rid of you. And this other guy doesn't see that this person's a threat and is continuing to mess around with them. It's like, why would you want to be part of that? There's there's too many things there. That's true. That's true. And this is just, yes, like the things that would make me nope out of a relationship with Branwyn, right? Yeah. Just be like, wow, that you you said a lot of things that... I don't want to be part of my life, right? Even if I got past those, it would be like, and you have this guy who's always hanging around and bringing more things into your life. Right. Like, yeah, no, this is okay, double, but double let's done. say you even got past, ba- past that. Then crazy X is now messaging you going, back the fuck off. You're just like, okay, you could, you're crazy <laughs> you can and crazy yeah. enough to like be violent, right? I would nope out of that situation. I think most people would at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 yeah. And, and you just, but she would tell him like something like, well, it's Kayla. I'm scared of Kayla. Like, I don't want any part of her. But it's not even just that because it's like, it's not even like Kevin is on her side. And even if he said he was on mm. her side, it could be a lie because obviously he's lying to her that Kayla is even part of his life in the first place. I cannot get over how many people 
are saying, yeah, just you should just go with Kayla. Like, I know, I, right? no, she needs to be as far away from him as she possibly can. She is just horrible for him. I know. Like, Mom, friends. Yeah. They yeah, all they're say. All like, well, just, what, what? They're, they're always like, you're overcomplicating this. One girl is throwing herself at you. Right. Like, it, decision made. You don't even have to make the decision. Decision made. Yeah. Just go with it, dude. And I'm like, no, she's not a stable person. <laughs> like, you do right. not need that in your life. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, we did not hear from Brittany and Marcelino. So out of the group, uh, who did you think was student of the week? Uh, I said Brittany because she listened to a lawyer. She mm-hmm. went. She talked to him. She made the logical inferences from what the lawyer was telling her and was like, oh, the things I was hoping to protect by making him sign this prenup are already protected by law. Like, namely, I'm not going to be made for his restitution and he can't get the money that I inherit from my parents. Right, like, right. And there you go. So the, why do we need this prenup? So good for her yeah. for listening, listening ears. Yeah. Um, I went with Amber. I thought that, you know, when push came to shove, she was there when puppy needed her to be, even though they both claimed they were done with one another and that she said that she wouldn't be there for her. Um, you know, in the future. And I thought she offered some advice that was going to be the best for Puppy at that moment in time. So, I mean, I thought a lot of things that she said was very wise. Um, whether or not, you know, people may have morally agreed with what she said. But, I mean, it's, it's you know, it was based on her experience. So, yeah. I went with Amber. Okay. What about your dunce? Chance. Just just literally just I was like I wouldn't have gone with it then at the very end. He's like, paternity test. I'm like, you asshole. Like you complete dickhead. Like you're the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with that. You know, it's just like just all the other stuff too. Like, oh, she's being withdrawn, cheating. It's like, really? You went to that? What about dealing with your dumbass? Well, and it's like, he just, he just is completely, and he says, well, I just feel like you're ignoring my feelings by, I wanted to get married now and you're ignoring my feelings. And I was like, I feel like you're ignoring her completely. She is oh, like yeah. on the brink of a an anxious breakdown. You're just like, well, I don't understand why you had to move the wedding back. And yeah. like, she's worried about like her baby dying. And you're like, but the date of the wedding is too late. Like, that's it's come on, man. Like, who's not considering whose feelings here? Right. He's just very juvenile the way he deals with a lot of things. It's very frustrating. Yeah. All right. What about your life lesson? All right. So, that, it, it goes to Chance and also Chaz. And I feel like we see a lot of people do that here. Um, like, if you have a concern, you need to bring it up with your partner. And talk yeah. to her about them and not try to go and find all these back channels to find it out in the background so you can, like, get the proof and get the receipts. And, like, right. if, if you're at that point, it, it, it's a it's a, it's a a confrontation. And if they blow you off and they aren't satisfied, then it, it seems to end. But the, right. it, sneaking around behind your partner to get the answers you want is never going to never gonna work. Yeah. Yep, true. So my life lesson uh, inspired by Deontay, uh, when Deontay asked – Lindsay about if you know there was something going on with her and Blaine so my life lesson is don't ask a question where you will only believe them if they say 
the thing that you were expecting them to say. Because you know sure. if Lindsay had said, no, there was nothing going on. Deontay wouldn't He'd have be believed like, Bullshit. her. Yes, there so was. So why yeah. even ask at that point? Why are you even asking? No, that, that that's a good, anytime it's in a, any anytime you're in a fight and you're heated, that is a very good thing to say. Why are you asking this question? What are you hoping to hear? Right. What would make you feel one way? What would make you feel another way? Because usually the answer is, doesn't matter what they say, I'm going to feel the same way either way. Right. right. I'm, I'm going to believe it's true. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, we finally saw a trailer for Love During Lockup. Is that what we're calling it? I think so. I didn't see a trailer for this. So oh, you yeah, because What's-Her-Face yeah. is back. Uh, the one who has hose for days or prison bays for days. Oh, right, right. I think I, I think I read something that she was coming back. What yeah. is her name? I Whatever. cannot remember. But Tay? Something maybe. like that? Yeah. I, I mean, she gives her dudes weird nicknames. I just remember that. Or they had weird nicknames. Yeah. The, the one who was going to beat up the other lady yes. the whole time, right? Yes. yes that one so yeah uh she's back in it the funeral home worker mm-hmm. yeah yeah she's back in it um i don't think i recognize much but they said october 20th so if it okay. is october 20th we probably have at least two more wait october 21st probably 21st yeah yeah so two probably, more yeah. so two more that sounds about right yeah, yeah. So it seems like we're winding down with these. I'm sure we'll end on Brittany and Ray's wedding. Yeah. Yes. I think I that hope, might be I would, the only I would wedding. Hope so. Like, yeah. yes, we end on that. Maybe there'll be a baby's. We'll see. Yeah. So one or two more episodes left. All right. So until next week, then we'll be back. All right. See everybody time. then. Okay. okay. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> 